quantum computing fundamentally is the best way to process information based on the laws of physics as we know them. I had constructed what I thought of as the generalization of the universal Turing machine. Can an astonishingly powerful new realm of computation be found within the quantum world? Will researchers ever realize the goal of what they call quantum supremacy? And what would it mean for our society if they did? From its fundamental building blocks to the ultimate goal of a truly universal quantum computer, join me, Oxford Professor of Philosophy Peter Millikan, as I explore this and many other questions on the Future Makers podcast. Available today from wherever you listen to podcasts. You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Hello, this is Richard Jacobs with the Future Tech and Future Tech Health Podcast, and I have uh, Baron Perry. Uh, she's a certified nutritional therapist, exercise physiologist, and a uh, number 20 uh, time Amazon bestselling author, an eating behavior specialist, uh, and a healthy lifestyle expert. We're going to be talking a little bit about uh, thyroid conditions and <clears throat> paleo diet, paleo thyroid lifestyle diet. So, Baron, thanks for coming. How are you doing? I'm doing very well. Thanks, Richard. How are you? Good. Yeah, I mean, uh, you, you told me you're in South Africa. I'm in uh, Texas, so uh, here it's about 2 p.m. I, I I don't know what time it is or what day it is there, but uh, it's probably pretty late. It's 9 p.m. I've actually just uh, come back from dinner with some friends okay. from England, and um, yeah, that's absolutely fine for me. Okay, okay. Well, very good. Well, tell me about uh, a little bit about yourself. What got you interested in health? You know, the people that write about health and talk about it always have a uh, you know, an origin story. So if you don't mind sharing, what's yours? Well, um, I actually became interested in health when I was living here um, in my as a young adult. And what happened was that uh, uh, there was an integrative medical center set up here by uh, Dr. Kita Saporetti, and I happened to be visiting in a place called Stellenbosch. And, and it was actually uh, a center that became well-known all over the world for being uh, futuristic in the way that it operated within alternative medicine. And I was very fortunate to study uh, with the doctors there in homeopathy and naturopathy at a rather young age. And from there, my interest just developed further and further and grew. And when I moved to Europe, I, I then continued certifying in various aspects of eating therapy and eating behavior therapy eventually moving on to uh, nutrition itself, nutritional therapy, and also looking at sports therapy, sports nutrition, 
Pilates, many different aspects of health and wellness to where I am today, which is an author, but also a health coach. Hmm, okay. And, um, you know, out of all the work you've done, uh, you know, at least one of the books has been focused on thyroid. So is there a particular reason that uh, there was that focus for you? Yes, yes. At age 40, I discovered quite by accident uh, a lump in my throat uh, during a, 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 another medical checkup. And what was most interesting is that you couldn't really see it, but when they did the centrifugal or a form of ultrasound, they found that it was a five centimeter tumor that had grown and was um, consisted of many different cysts. So they call it a polycystic tumor. And sadly, I had to have my thyroid removed because what they found is that there was it was going to block my windpipe. And from that moment on, I became extremely interested in thyroid disease, but also how to actually live a normal life if you've had thyroid disease or have had to have your thyroid removed. And uh, I was very fortunate to study with uh, a top endocrinologist in the U.S., Dr. Riyad Aram, about how best to supplement thyroid hormone if you've lost your thyroid, but also for those that don't have a functioning thyroid. And after mm. writing several books, um, I decided to focus on the thyroid because I had so many questions about it from so many women uh, and some men that were suffering with thyroid disease and just not knowing what to do about it. And there's so many different ways that we can help ourselves in improving the function of our thyroid or in improving the way in which our body responds to thyroid medicine. Yeah, I had a, you know, a run-in with my own thyroid and I had a habit removed and you know, I had a thyroid cancer. So I understand I, you know, I take a Synthroid now and uh, I'm on my own journey to find out if there's uh, better combinations of, you know, the hormones and stuff. So I understand viscerally. <laughs> yes, well, that's um, it. And uh, interesting that you should talk about that because there are two different types of thyroid hormones. So anybody that is on a thyroid hormone supplementation needs to know about uh, that because the way in which the two different types of thyroid behave in the body is very different and very personal to each person. And if you're not on the right combination, it can mean that you're just not going to be functioning functioning at your optimum best. So what, um, before we get into the, the hormones specifically, um, you know, I've known quite a few people, mostly women, it seems to affect women a lot more, but, you know, they'll complain of having various symptoms and, you know, they may get their thyroid levels checked if, if lucky. And, you know, a lot of the doctors will say, oh, they're low, but you're fine. But yet the person is experiencing all kinds of terrible symptoms and fatigue and irritability and sleeplessness and, you know, all kinds of things. So what what do you see as the current standard of care? What is the current state of care when people have thyroid issues? And, you know, I don't want my question to be too yeah, broad, there, but there, yeah, what, yeah, what, what do you there, see out there? There are several aspects relating to this. The first is that who is the medical practitioner who is examining the blood test results? Um, have, have they asked for the right results? Because there's several different types of thyroid tests. So it's very important to not only get the standard thyroid test, which is called the TSH, but to actually get other uh, thyroid tests together with it so that um, the medical practitioner can actually assess the actual functionality of the thyroid hormone in the body. 
thyroid hormone in our blood is, a, is one thing, but how it's performing in the rest of the body is another thing. So it really requires quite uh, some knowledge and expertise to understand these concepts and to employ the right analytical techniques when looking at the blood test results. Well, what do uh, traditional practitioners uh, look for? What Do they only order TSH and maybe one other, you know, that T4, or do they look at TSH, T4, T3, yeah. reverse T3, T2, antibodies, yeah. everything? You know, what do they look for? There's so many things, yes. Yeah. So, so one of the main, what I look for, for example, is something called the free T3 and free T4, because it's called FT3 and FT4, because these particular hormones are determine how well the thyroid is being absorbed in the rest of the body. And so for me, the most interesting out of all of it is the free T3, because T3 as well has to be active and performing well because it may not be, it's not always possible to convert from T4 to T3. And if that's not happening, then uh, the patient really needs to look at supplementing T3 as well as T4. Okay. Um, so what happens, in, So what, maybe describe a little bit of the normal thyroid function and then describe some of the ways or the most common ways in which it can go wrong and cause a person issues. Well, for thyroid function actually covers, of course, metabolism, but metabolism is a very big subject, not just whether or not you're burning enough fat. It, metabolism happens in every cell of our body. And if uh, we are not metabolizing whatever it is in our body, whether it's um, fatty fat metabolism, whether it's, in other words, cholesterol, any form of, met of slowdown of metabolism is going to cause a whole lot of side effects. And um, I, I am very much a functional medicine practitioner as well in the way that I operate, um, having studied functional medicine at the Functional Medicine University. And so what I believe is that um, inflammation actually stems from uh, metabolic problems. And, of course, thyroid function influences the way that uh, we metabolize. So um, there, there's all kinds of things, because obviously the thyroid also governs um, how other hormones will perform because if the thyroid hormone is not performing, it will affect the performance of our cortisol, of our reproductive hormones, and even our insulin it can be linked to thyroid. So it's one of the key hormones that has to be right for many other things to happen correctly in our body. Okay. Um, so... Um so what happens? Okay, so I know metabolism is again, it's just a generic big word, but um, yes. maybe let's focus on what goes wrong. What what do people experience as um, problems? You know, physiological problems when they have a, a thyroid that's overactive or underactive, or if they have Hashimoto's yes. or if they have other conditions. You know, what are some of those? Okay, so so if we have a um, most of the time, thyroid function becomes underactive. Uh, hyperthyroid. You do. It sometimes becomes overactive, but that's not as as usual as the underactive thyroid. So underactive thyroid means that you could have all kinds of symptoms that could be related to weight gain, unexplained weight gain, um, uh, low energy, depression, um, hair loss, um, skin issues, 
uh, problems with cardiovascular as well, cardiovascular issues. Even your cholesterol is affected by a low thyroid. Um, so these are just a few, and, and, and you just feel sluggish, and you know that it's, that there's something is not working correctly in your body. You can't quite pinpoint it, but everything feels slow, and all kinds of aspects as well. Depression, as I said before, uh, but you can even um, go in, get into a panic attack with a low thyroid. And it happens more with a high thyroid, but it's quite interesting because what I found with my patients is that sometimes it's not even sure whether it's low thyroid or high thyroid symptoms. You've got to be checked. That's the main thing. And then, of course, we do have autoimmune uh, thyroid disease. So Hashimoto's is a typical autoimmune thyroid disease. And then um, we're looking at, you know, the level of antibodies, thyroid-related antibodies, and Hashimoto's will then also affect the way in which the T3 or T4 is performing, and that will also provide hypothyroid symptoms or hyperthyroid symptoms without there perhaps being any um, uh, indication in the blood test results that there is a problem. So um, I, I work with several Hashimoto patients at the moment, and, and they have really uh, found it very difficult to be treated because the doctors themselves are not sure what to do. And it is really a combination of, of looking at things like DNA testing. And DNA testing, I have found, and the results of the testing to be one of the most key factors in getting well after Hashimoto's, for example. Well, you said DNA testing. I mean, this is, I know that they'll do yeah. antibody testing to see if you're producing antibodies against your thyroid, but how does the DNA testing yes. factor in? Yes. So anti, yes, of course we have to know, you know the level of antibodies because that tells us the level of the disease. However, what we really need to know is the underlying reason why this disease happened in the first place. And so we have to go into our actual DNA the, uh, on a cellular level, what is happening on a cellular level, and that will help us to work through what has to happen to get better from this disease. So it's, it's not directly related to the thyroid function, DNA testing, but it is related to every cell in the body, and when every cell in the body becomes much healthier and expresses, and the DNA expresses correctly, I'm finding that the thyroid issues relating to autoimmune disease start clearing up. So, all right, let's say you get your DNA tested. Is there anything you can do to modulate it? Are you talking about causing the right epigenetic changes in order to heal yourself? Yes. Or what do you mean in regards to DNA? So, when you, when you have a, there are all types of DNA testing. You're talking about health DNA testing, not ancestral, of course. So, in health DNA testing, what, what happens is that Many factors are looked at, for example, levels of inflammation in the body. Oxidative stress is another one. Uh, lipid metabolism, uh, detoxification pathways. And once we see whether the um, DNA is expressing itself correctly, epigenetically, we can then look at using natural medicine to help any symptoms that are happening because of... Uh, problems with the way that DNA is expressing itself. So um, it's, 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 a, it's a study of, you know, finding out what aspects of DNA are malfunctioning, if you like, 
and then going through a natural medicine process, selection process, which then helps to bring back um, correct function of the DNA. Obviously, their life, it's, been, it's been proved that lifestyle is what really creates um, improved DNA situations or DNA health issues. Um, and when we correct the lifestyle, it becomes a healthy lifestyle in terms of diet, exercise, stress, stress mastery. Then we start finding that everybody on this system starts to get better and better. Okay. Um, so in terms of those modulators, what's a what's an example of a plan? I know it's different for everybody, but what's an example for a plan if you know if a woman comes to you and says, you know, hey, I'm having all these symptoms, I'm tired all the time, or I'm you know irritable, and whatever the symptoms are, you know, what uh, what's an example of a plan that you would go over with someone like that? Well, first of all, I would do what I call is a functional medicine nutrition assessment. So I would look at, uh, I do something called a toxic screen. So I would look at the way in which toxins are affecting her body in terms of the different symptoms she was having head to toe. Then I would look at obviously things like medical history, gynecological history, hormone history. Um, and then I would look at eating selection. Um, also look at um, what medication has been taken. Also what supplements have been taken. And then I would look at what is actually being eaten um, and and any other aspects that could be affecting it related to stress. Uh, once I've done a complete analysis, I will then decide on which blood tests are most suitable to be tested in this, in this, in this particular situation. It could be relating to inflammatory markers. It could be relating to hormones. Iron, um, lipid metabolism, you know, whatever is appropriate for the person. And then um, at that point, I, I, I prefer to do the blood test first. And then after looking at that, we decide on what type of DNA testing is appropriate. Um, there's different types of DNA testing. So there is a health test that I've mentioned, but there's also tests related to problems with the diet, diet and uh, weight gain, uh, unexplained weight gain. There's also a DNA test for estrogen metabolism, and there's even one for sports and for the brain and the skin. There's so many different ones now. It's really DNA testing, I believe, is the uh, diagnostic of the future. Okay. Um, how often do you run into situations where there seems to be nothing that jumps out at you? And if so, you know, does that happen? at the blood test level, but the DNA level usually clears it up? I mean, where, um, what does it look like when you work with a lot of people? Okay, so once we um, have, do the blood test, I can then immediately see if there are any, for example, if there's a magnesium deficiency. So that, you know, that shows up in the blood. Sometimes it doesn't, by the way, but if it does, that's something that we can correct straight away with the right quality of magnesium supplements. Um, but if the person uh, has a lot of unexplained symptoms and um, I see something in the blood but really not enough to explain the symptoms, then obviously I have, I've had tremendous success with going on to do a DNA analysis. And from there, we can then look at what's really needed underlying causes. So, for instance, there we can see whether there are problems with, the with inflammation as a whole in the body or their problems with detoxification pathways. And then I can prescribe natural medicines that will really make a difference with those types of situations. 
And by taking these natural medicines, that's where I'm getting a lot of success because it's so, you know, with DNA testing, you can pinpoint where the problem is. Uh, if it's inflammation, you can then look at many different natural anti-inflammatory medicines and, and anti-inflammatory way of eating. And I must say that inflammation for me is, seems to be the biggest factor out of everything that influences thyroid, but not only thyroid, but many different aspects of our health. What, um, yeah, I've, I've heard of, obviously, you know, there's a lot of blood tests I've heard of, but the DNA part, um, where did you find DNA testing and does it have certain commercial names so that people can look it up, for instance, if they, you know, if they're listening to this and they're curious about it? Yes, I mean, you can, you can uh, Google DNA testing and you're going to get hundreds of results. Um, what happened with, with myself is that I was most fortunate to meet Europe's top top functional medicine doctor, Dr. Anne Lenoy, uh, whilst living in, in Belgium um, and working with her on some other health issues that I was experiencing, um, which relating to food intolerance, in fact, um, and, but also um, on adjusting my thyroid medication. And um, I was extremely um, impressed with the whole functional medicine concept to such a degree that I trained for five years under her to understand how to employ the concept. And then, of course, I studied functional medicine at the Functional Medicine University. Uh, and, and, and the thing is that DNA testing is, a, is part of functional medicine. And then I went on to study DNA analysis and became a registered DNA analyst myself. Um, there are many companies offering DNA testing. Um, obviously, being in Europe, I, I use the top European company um, called Nordic Labs. And Nordic Labs, I work with patients in the USA, in fact, uh, and here in South Africa, in Australia, all over the world with Nordic Labs who will send the test kit via, um, you know, the courier and everything is handled extremely efficiently and then I get the results and then I work either on Skype or by telephone or in person with my patient to look at the results and, and start the plan that's needed to get them better. Yeah, the reason why I asked more specifics about the DNA testing is, as you reminded me, there's ancestral, which is not what we're looking for. There's paternity, which is not what we're looking for. And then I didn't know if this other type of DNA testing had a name, a commercial yes, name or names to it. Health, yes. Yeah, health test, DNA health testing, that would be it. Okay. It's just called DNA health testing. Okay, great. Hmm. Yeah. Um, what What are some of the common scenarios that you run into, you know, from people that come to you for help? I know everyone's different, but does there seem to be, you know, maybe two or three examples of the most common set of issues that people have nowadays that you're seeing? Um, do you mean with uh, in regards to thyroid itself or just generally? Um, yeah, maybe uh, one in regards to thyroid or two, and then maybe one generally. Mm -hmm. Most of the thyroid patients that I see would generally have problems with hypothyroidism. So it, as I said before, it's not, there's a lack of function, um, and that, that function could have developed for so many different reasons, but my belief is that it often develops either postnatal, that's when it starts and then it just gets worse and worse, or um, it's developed actually because of inflammatory processes in the body. 
which then uh, through stress or bad diet um, go to a particular weakness in the body for that particular person. Person's hormones, like it did with me personally, and you as well, and then the thyroid hormone gets affected. Um, and 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 I'm I'm just so happy to report that we can all get so much better. We really can with the right treatment, with the right lifestyle, with the right um, supplement plan, and with the right medication. So it's 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 really. The wonderful lesson that I learned, and I really consider it fortunate to have gotten uh, ill in the first place with my thyroid, is that it's, it's, I've proved that um, you can not only get better, but thrive and have an extremely um, enjoyable, healthy life and lifestyle and do whatever it is that you want to do with your life. So, so, so it's really good news about the thyroid. The other areas that I find is, I, I, I really have to mention this, I know I mentioned it before, but inflammation no for me is the biggest factor. So inflammation, most people that come to me or most patients, and I have three different clinics, it, their inflammation plays a role, whether it is gut inflammation, whether it is cardiovascular inflammation, whether it is brain inflammation, um, or, or even... It, immune system issues, a lot of it is just relating to poor diet, which creates the inflammation in the first place, or stress, too much cortisol causes inflammation as well. And when we start to work on fixing the inflammation from the inside, things start to improve, whatever the problem is. So inflammation for me is a huge one. And then the third I'll just mention briefly is hormone balance. So most of the, our reproductive hormones, when they are out of balance, our quality of life is just miserable. It really is. So getting uh, reproductive hormones back into balance, and this can be for females, for males, and it can also be um, earlier on in life. I have a lot of patients in their 30s with problems. I have a lot of patients in their 80s with problems. So hormones are challenging throughout our lives. It's not that Maybe you go through menopause and then everything's fine. You still have to keep checking via the blood and look at ways of helping to rebalance hormones as naturally as possible. Okay, gotcha. Um, for people listening, you know, obviously they can't all go see you, unfortunately. What uh, What are some tips so that when they're searching for help for a given condition, they don't run into doctors that just tell them, oh, you're fine, it's all in your head, or you're crazy? How do they find good ones? What should um, they look for? <laughs> For me, as I've said before, uh, functional medicine doctors look much more carefully and they look much more deeply into thyroid blood tests more in the results than the average medical practitioner. So we are taught to see. So, for example, if you have a high free T3 and a low free T4, but they're both still in the normal range, um, there, there are things to do that can help to rebalance that. So it's more the functional medicine practitioners that will really be able to help, I believe. So I think if, if somebody wants to get help um, and is not getting the right kind of help from their, med their current medical practitioner, just have a look. Uh, there's a functional medicine university has a list of uh, practitioners. The, you have a functional medicine institute which has 
a, a list of doctors. So normally you would have doctors practicing functional medicine, but uh, clinical nutritionists can also become uh, qualified in practice, practicing functional medicine. So it's either a, a highly experienced clinical nutritionist or a functional, functional medicine doctor. Okay. That's great. So what's the best way for uh, people to get in touch with you if you're even looking for such a thing and to find out more, you know, what are some resources? Should they get one of your books? Should they go to your website? What do you suggest? The best way to, would be to go to my website. It's very easy to remember. It's berenperry.com. Uh, from there, um, I can be contacted directly uh, with any questions, um, or you can even email me directly. The best is to, if you want the quickest result, just email me. It's baron at baronperry.com, and I'll be in touch within 24 hours. Okay, that's great. And can you, uh, which countries can you help people in, and which ones can you not? Um, the work I do, I, I'm working on four continents, so I have clients everywhere because I am fully registered and licensed in Gibraltar, in fact, um, in, in what I do. And so those are the, uh, the those are the only licenses that govern what I do. Um, and so it doesn't really matter where my patient is um, because I'm providing the advice in Gibraltar. And uh, it's, it's, it's absolutely no problem for everybody who contacts me to get local blood test results. I organize that directly with the doctors if necessary. Um, and for the DNA testing as well, it's all organized uh, using um, the courier service and the saliva testing. So it can all be done very easily at home, very efficiently, and without too much cost as well. Okay. Well, very good. Well, Baron, thanks for coming on. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. It's been my absolute pleasure to talk to you. And I really hope that whoever's listening uh, has learned something and will take some action and because you really can get better. You're listening to the Future Tech Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies such as artificial intelligence, stem cells, 3D printing, gene editing, Bitcoin, blockchain, the microbiome, quantum computing, virtual reality, and exploring space are much closer than you might think. In fact, many early versions of these technologies are in play right now, and the companies that are using these technologies are the focus of this podcast. My goal for you, the listener, is to learn from these podcasts. You may very well learn something that may change the course of your life for the better, steer you towards a new career, or give you insight into addressing a thorny medical problem. Remember, this podcast and its content is informational in nature only. No medical, tax, legal, financial, or psychological advice is being given. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please listen, subscribe, like, and tell your friends about it. Thank you. Thank you.